Remain standing and we'll look at one of my favorite passages of scripture. Sheila comes to read for us this morning from Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with preference the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endures the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such obsessions from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. Nick, Julia, it's in a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you for being able to gather here. We thank you, Lord, for your word. And we thank you, Father, for what we're fixing here. We just pray that you'll be with Brother Paul to fill in with your spirit and your words. Lord, to be able to touch each and every person that's here. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. What gets in your way? What gets in your way? Don't you just love going to a big box store? Amen? And the rest of you? Don't you just love going there? Well, Sheila and I, every once in a while, go to Walmart. It's been just a little bit, but... You know, we do all of our shopping. Walmart's got you down, don't they? You can just buy whatever you want. You start buying all these things on one side of the store, and then you go to the other side of the store to get your groceries and all those type of things. And I always ask Sheila, in the big stores, like over at Glasgow or over at Columbia, those type of things, I always say, honey, which end you want to park on? You want to park down there where the groceries are? You want to park up here where everything else is? I always know we're in trouble when she says this. Y'all ready for this? It don't matter. I got to go to both places, right? So you sort of just park there in the middle, and you go, and you shop, and you shop. And they just love adding things to your eyes where you just pick them up, don't you? Have you ever went to Walmart? Now, it's okay to say you've done this. Have you ever went to Walmart before and actually bought just what was on your list? Just what was there? Well, bless your heart. I, I, you all need to teach a class on that, don't you? <laughs> teach a class to all the rest. Because for some reason, we have our list. Of course, sometimes I'm really good about this. I make out a list, and guess what I do? Don't even take it with me. Leave it at the house, right? That, that's, a, that's the best guy. Well, we make our list of everything we want, and then we get to the store, and we start getting all of these things. We add them all in and add them all in. I saw a commercial one time or something real funny. There was a guy that was going around the store at Walmart, and he was just adding things to people's buggies. And then he'd run off, and then they'd get up there to check out, and now they'd be, I didn't put that in there. Where did that come from? Well, we do that, and we add all these things. I just love to go check out. Don't you all? Just love it. Because... What I figured out is this, from the title of my sermon this morning, a lot of people gets in your way, don't they? A lot of them do. I think there's a magic button that everybody gets when Paul Mills goes shopping at Walmart, and they put it all in their pockets. And that buzzer says, 
Paul and Sheila Mills is getting ready to check out. Everybody check out, right? Because as soon as we get all these people in my way, all of them, and I, you know, I can't walk as good as I used to or run as fast as I used to, but I'm sure none of the rest of you all do this, but I start looking down, well, there's three people in that one, and there's two over here. And, you know, I could go to that checkout, that, you know, where you do self-checkout. I still don't understand that one just yet. Maybe I'll understand that sometimes. But we sat there, and I think, if only if these people would get out of my way, I'd be able to get my few things and go on home. Well, folks, that's true about a lot of things in life, isn't it? There's a lot of things that get in your way. A lot of things that just sort of slow you down in life, and you want to be able to move past those things in your life. What would make your life easier today? What would, be, what would need to be gone in your life to make your life easier? What would have to happen in your life for you to be able to have peace and you to have happiness? I don't know about you all, but all of us could have a little more peace. Amen? And all of us could have a little more what? happiness what would need to change what would need to happen in your life to, something needs to get out of the way right what would you need to have in your life to have more peace and to have more happiness what would your life need to look like there seems to be a lot of stressed out people in the world today don't they they're just right on the edge and you can see it all over the face can't you the old social worker comes out at me, and Sheila can tell you I do this from time to time. I'll see people, and I'll see the way they look, and I'll look at Sheila, and i say, step back, honey, because they're getting ready to explode. They just need one little thing. You ever had anybody just explode on you, and you went, I didn't even say anything. I didn't do, I didn't do anything really bad to them. I, did, I didn't do that. Well, guess what? It had been building up all day long about something, hadn't it? Stressed out and unhappy and couldn't find the peace. Well, people in society today figure out some things. Money can't buy you peace and happiness, can it? It can't clear out the way for you. Sometimes the more money people have, the more what? Problems they have and troubles they have and the peace leaves and they're unhappy. Those type of things in your life are good to have, but it's not going to bring you peace and it's not going to bring you happiness. For us as Christians, Christians and non-Christians, we have to ask ourselves today, what stands in my way of being able to have the peace and happiness that I want? What stands in my way of doing my very best not to have gloom and doom in my life, but what helps and what I need to have in my life to be able to have a life where I wake up in the morning and I'm just glad to still to be alive. I am glad to take that first step and walk across the room. I am glad to have the ability of feeling the grace of God and feeling that. Doesn't it feel great when you can feel that sun on your face and when you can feel the, the glory of God all around about you? What do I need? What do I need around my life to help me to be able to do the will of God? Well, the scripture says, lay aside those weights. 
Lay aside those weights that come into your life. What are those weights? Well, in the day that this scripture was written, a lot of athletes, still today, when they were training for a race, they would put some extra weights around them. They put them on their arms or wrists or their ankles. And some players still do that today. And those weights, they would go out and run with those weights and it would make it a little harder for them to run with those weights and those arm weights that they had. But when they took those weights off, they felt stronger and free and was able to do a better job. When I first came home from the hospital, they were telling me I had to work out. And Sheila had some weights that she had for a long time, and she brought them out, and she put them around my ankles, and she said, well, you walk around the house with these and see how they work. And I stood up for a minute, and I said, honey, I can't stand up straight without the weights on. Let's take the weights off, because I was all over. Weights do some interesting things to you, don't they? What does weights do? Well, they halt you and bring you down and make things really heavy for you. You know, sometimes as Christians, we have weights in our lives, don't we? Sometimes in our life, we allow things just to bog us down. We allow things just that hangs on to us. Things that we look at and we say, you know, they're not literal weights. They don't have five pounds on them or 10 pounds on them or 15 pounds on them. I started working out over at the uh, gym, the workout place in, in Metcalf County over at the school, and they have a dumbbell that's 110 pounds. I looked at that one and I thought, well, you know, me and the rest of my friends, we might be able to come over and pick that up. Somebody probably go in there and pick that big dumbbell up. But you know what? Sometimes I felt like I've carried around 110 pounds, amen? You're carrying it around. And the thing about our life is this. is You get some weights today that bear you down. Guess what? You get up the next day and you get some more, don't you? And you get up. I had somebody ask me one time, when you were in the hospital, did you ever let those things that you hear just bring you down or weigh you down? Well, you know, for Sheila and I, it was different for us, I guess, than a lot of things that you think of because I'd hear something on one day and I'd say, Lord, I don't think it could get any worse. Well, the doctor would come in the next day and guess what? It can because he would tell me something else worse than the day before. That's just those weights, don't you? And sometimes you don't even realize you got them. Sometimes you just think that's just how life is. Well, I'm getting older or I... I, I can't handle as much as I used to. I can't remember as good as I used to. But those weights just weigh you down. Well, let me tell you what, folks. Hopefully you'll say amen to this. The old devil wants you to have weight, doesn't he? He wants you to carry that around. Because why? I don't know about you. The more weight I carry around, the less energy I have. The more I, less I want to do. The more time I have to spend on things that I should be doing. And those weights are there. And the wonderful thing about those weights, as easily as they come into your life, we should as Christians be willing as easily to lay them aside, don't we? Well, I want you to know, so often, we just let little things weigh us down, don't we? 
Little things that you and I have no control over. Little things that we, we worry and we stress and we allow those things to weigh us down, weigh us down, weigh us down. I've sort of turned over a new leaf in life. I hope she'll agree with me. She knows me better than anybody else. I don't get as stressed about things anymore. I don't let things worry as, be as bad as they used to. My blood pressure is down. Thank God. I think you can be on really good blood pressure medicine, but until you get stressed and worry out of your life, it's still going to be up there, ain't it? Because that's just the way your life is. I think, and you think as well, if you're truly honest with yourself, there's so many things that you're thinking about all the time that's weighing you down, weighing you down, weighing you down. Those weights get to a point where you just can't keep on going, can you? What gets in your way? What are the weights that you need to lay aside? Some people may say, well, Brother Paul, it's that sin I have. I guarantee you one thing, sin can weigh you down, right? It can destroy you. It can destroy you, and it can destroy your family. It can destroy everybody around about you. And that sin eats away with you. You know what most folks think who are living in sin? They think to themselves, I'll never get caught, right? Or I'll never have to atone for my sins. No one will ever know about my sins. Well, keep on thinking that, right? Because we as Christians, we surely know our sins will find us out, right? Our sins will find us out, no matter where you are. Those sins that weigh you down. But not only do sins weigh you down, but the stress of life and having a family and all of these type of things that go on in life. One of the great, great less stressors that I have now is Sheila goes to the mailbox, I used to be scared to open up the mailbox. I didn't know what was in there. I got some letters sometimes from some folks that I read that I wish I'd never gave them my P.O. box. Amen? Wish they'd never known my address to read. What is those weights in your life that you need to lay aside? What are those things in your life that is getting in your way? What are those things in your life that needs to change? Those sins which easily ensnares us. Ensnares us. What is, sort of what does that say to your life? Well, the other day, Sheila and I were out front. It was early in the morning. The dew had fallen. And I looked out around the flowers that she had there, and I saw the most beautiful cobwebs. Any of the rest of you ever get up like that on some mornings and you look out there and you see the cobwebs? That cobweb, I don't know how long that spider worked on it, but boy, it was pretty. And it, it looks so, so good. But you know what? I don't like walking through cobwebs, do you? No matter how pretty they are, I don't like walking through them. You know why? What do they do? Do they open up and say, Here, preacher, here's your entranceway. Walk right on through here, and I won't get on you, and I won't bother you at all. No, what's a cobweb do? It gets everywhere, doesn't it? Everywhere. You ever try to get one off? 
It's here, it's over here, it's over here. I'll look at Sheila and i say, honey, do you see any more? And she'll say, no, and then she'll look at me. Oh, yeah, there's another one. That cobweb just gets you, doesn't it? And what, what happens to you? Well, you think you've got all that cobweb off and you think everything's good, and then you realize something. That cobweb has just sort of took over you for a minute, hadn't it? Well, folks, that's what sin does, doesn't it? Sin comes into your life and it just sort of gets all over you. It is all around about you. It overtakes your life. And no matter how hard you try to wash it away yourself, you just can't do it. You can't get rid of it yourself. It's still there with you all the time. All the time. And you think to yourself, Will it ever go away? Let me tell you, you know what can clean up the cobwebs of your life that easily ensnares you? You know what it is? It's not sold on Amazon. Can't pick it up over at Walmart. What can help you with those sins in your life and getting rid of those is the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? It can help you to be able to walk away from those things. It can help you to be able to say, God, I'm not going to allow this old cobweb of sin to stay on me. I'm not going to allow it to control me. I'm not going to allow it to derail my life. I'm not going to allow it to be the thing that controls me. I am going to be able to do my best for it to let go of me. The wild things about spider webs is this. Some of them you see, don't you? And I've even been around people. Watch that spider web. Don't step in it. Sometimes they've already stepped in it, haven't they? Right up here it is. Make sure. But there's something about spider webs that in dark, isn't it? At dark dark outside, you don't see them. And they just jump up on you. And all of a sudden, you didn't see them. And then you think to yourself, you ever done this, stepped in the spider web, walked through a spider web, and you say, well, I wonder where the spider is. Where is it? The web's here. That spider can't be too far off, right? As Christians, what do we do? I'm going to tell you, you're going to be walking in the dark and the spider web's going to be there from time to time. But as Christians, you know something. You know somebody that's going to help you. And as he is at your call, and all you have to do is call upon the Lord. And finally this morning, you have to run with perseverance. What gets in your way? Sometimes we just get in our way ourselves, don't we? Amen? Say it to yourself, I get in my way. You have to run with perseverance. We start out strong. When I used to run, now think about this with the preacher. I used to run 5Ks. Y'all realize that? Back in the good old days, I would run some 5Ks when I was running some and lost all kinds of weight and this different thing. And we, we went over to the cow days in Greensburg, and I was going to run the 5K over there. I'd already ran a couple of them. Done all right. For me, I did all right. I finished. That's a good thing, right? 
I, I, I finished those. But over at the 5K in Greensburg, I, I didn't know. I didn't go over and look at where we had to run. But I had no idea how hilly Greensburg was. So I started running that 5K, and they took you back into subdivisions and everywhere else in the world. And, and that you start downtown Greensburg, down there with the Kentucky Headhunters and Slaw Burgers and Fries and a Bottle Ski, right, right down in that area. And you take off from there, and you run around, and you finish all the way up at the high school at Greensburg, at Green County. Well, Sheila dropped me off, and Heather dropped me off, and they said, we will meet you at the finish line. I was like, well, I'll be there shortly, right? Well, I took off, and I took off flying, flying. I was up in the front. I was with them teenagers. And I was feeling all good, feeling good about myself. I thought, well, I've been all right with these other races down Bowling Green and stuff. I, I, this is nothing. But boy, I got up in them subdivisions of those hills straight up and down. There's a factory. I can't remember what it was. It had a big old hill. Then you had to take a big turn. Then you had to take another big turn to get up the top. My perseverance started slowing down. Slowing down. I remember, Lord, I just got to finish. Heather and Sheila's at the finish line, and I'm going to make it there. I looked over. We was about a half a mile away from the finish line. There was a guy come up behind me. He was every bit of 85, 90 years old. He passed me up. And I thought to myself, he ain't going to finish before I do. And I was done. The fork thing. Stick a fork in me, I'm done. I came around the last curve, and Heather and Sheila were standing there. He was about 10 feet ahead of me. I kicked her in gear. And me and him finished just about the same time. I was I had a little smile on my face. I walked over to Sheila and she says, Huh, big accomplishment. <laughs> you really won one there, didn't you? Well, folks, a lot of times in our life we're just like that, aren't we? You're saved and you got a lot of perseverance, don't you? You're gonna tackle the world. You're going to save your friends, your family. You're going to tell everybody you know about God and how good He is to you. You start out strong and you say, you know, devil, even though you're running hard with me and even though, devil, you're, you're keeping up with me and even though I'm going to stay up there and I'm going to, I'm going to keep on going and no matter what happens, I'm not going to stop. Well, you know, sometimes we as Christians, we're just weak, aren't we? The first mountain or the first big hill or the first big thing that seems bigger than you, and all of a sudden, that perseverance goes where? Right out the window. And a lot of times, that's as far as Christians get. You realize that? A lot of times, that's as far as churches get, aren't they? When the first big problem comes, what do you do? I'll tell a lot of folks this when they're getting married. You're going to find out how your marriage is after that first big one. Y'all ever had the first big one? If you're still married, thank God you made it through it. Amen? So that's when you know that you can make it through the first big problem, the first big situation. 
As Christians, so often we, we get to that first big hill and we just say, God, I can't do it. This is too big for me. I'm just going to have to give up. It's in my way and I can't do anything about it. What am I going to do? How am I going to overcome this? Folks, as Christians, what we have to realize is this. And this should make you feel pretty good in facing things in your life. Praise be to God. God is with you at the starting gate. Amen? And God is with you every step to the end. As Christians, we have to take that as motivation, don't we? Maybe it's not a guy, well, he was almost twice my age then, that was beating me. Maybe that may be your motivation. But what's your motivation to finish strong as a Christian? What's your motivation to, to say, this is I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. What's your motivation? Well, my motivation is this anymore. I just want all of us to be together in heaven. Amen? But guess what? I can't, I can't myself get you there. Just can't do it. You have to be willing to do it yourself. And you have to say to yourself, you know, I'm not going to let these things that get in my way control me and make me miss that place called heaven. I'm going to lay aside those things, right? Those weights. I'm going to lay those down. I'm going to feel stronger. I'm going to feel better. I'm not going to worry about what anybody else says. I'm only going to worry about what God says, right? I'm going to let those weights lay away from me. And even when they ensnare me, even when that cobweb gets me, I'm going to run the race with perseverance. Today, folks, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know. Through the years, a lot of you have entrusted me with a lot of things. And praise be to God, we've made them through. Amen? I don't know what you're facing today. You know what it is. I'd be glad to pray with you if you want to share it with me. If not, one of the things that you all know and people in society all need to know, the, the preacher don't solve your problems. God does. So today, if you want to pray directly to the source, feel free to do so. Pray to God and ask Him for that direction. Maybe today's the day that you want to be saved. You need to be saved. God's called you to be saved. Maybe today's the day that you feel that Holy Spirit talking to you in your heart and your life. This is the day that God has set aside just for you for His amazing grace to come into your heart and to your life. Whatever that situation today is, whatever stands in your way, let's do our very best to step away from those things and do our best for God. Listen to him this morning as we have our closing song. <coughs> 124. 124. It's all stands we sing. <coughs> Because
come to church. Amen? And today, as you came into the church, you knew what stood in your way, didn't you? You know what's going on in your life. You know what you're facing. You know, maybe, or you do for sure know, what sins you have in your life. You know what situations that are dragging you down. You, you know what those are. And hopefully you come to church for what? Not just the singing or the preaching or praying or the testifying. You, hopefully you come to church to spend a little time with what? With God. Spend a little time with God. Feel His presence. Well, this morning, I hope you spend a little time with God. Now, here's the question. You can go home just like you were when you started on the first step coming into church today. You sure can. That's your option. You can say, Preacher, I, you know, I'm, I'm good the way I am. I'm handling it. I'm taking care of it. Okay, then you're not going to feel any better. You're not going to sleep any better tonight. Your blood pressure's not going to be any better. You're not going to have a smile on your face. You're not going to have peace and happiness. But that's your option. Here's the other option which I think is pretty good. You can leave here better. You can leave here feeling better. You can leave here saying, I've laid down some of those weights that, that's brought me down. And I'm going to leave here a different person. But only God can do that, right? You know, I, as, a, as a preacher and as your friend, and I feel like all of you are my family. I honestly do. I do. I wish that there was a way that I could just say, you good. Whatever your problems is, they all fixed. They taken care of. I can't do it. Give them to God today. Just give them to God. And as you leave from this place today, you will be leaving with God and feeling like a whole new person. Listen to him this morning as we sing that last. Feel first. <clears throat>
its relief because I promise I believe O Lamb of God I come I come well, It's been good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Any word from anyone before we go this morning? Brother Charles. And thank you for all those watermelons last week. Amen? <laughs> Wasn't that good? Bless that. Any other word? <clears throat> well, don't forget to Laura McCarty's book's good. I've started reading a little of it. And uh, make sure you get one of those and read. She does a really good job and I appreciate her. Last night, I was getting texts from folks telling me they wouldn't come to church. And I told you, you know, there used to be things that I just lay aside, but I still wonder who's going to be at church. I'm sorry. I just can't help it. And, but I thank God you all showed up today. Amen? Thank God you're here to be a, a part of God's blessing in God's house. Any other word? Don't forget we're going to have a short Sunday school meeting. <clears throat> this morning, I guess, Nick, we'll just sort of gather up in here and uh, probably have, we'll get our money counted and those type of things, get the money. For, don't forget, on your way out, if you'd like, uh, there's a basket, pretty basket back here. It's so designed, isn't it? No, it was just a basket we had sitting up here. But feel free to stop by and put your funds in for uh, our building fund as we start that. And also, you can give online as well. well let's bow our heads. If you'd like, grab somebody by the hand. And we'll bow our heads in a word of benediction. Dear Lord, we thank you for this wonderful day you've given us to worship together. Dear Lord, we thank you for your presence. Dear Lord, we ask for the Holy Spirit to be here, and it arrived. And we felt your presence here today. Dear Lord, help us as we leave this place that there will be things getting in our way. There will be things that's difficult for us to face, difficult for us to handle. But Dear Lord, we thank you for knowing that you are there with us to give us the strength and to give us the courage we need. Now bless us now as we pray, as you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. God bless you all. Be very safe. Good job, Brother Charles. Get him out. We can wheel him in.
Is there anything to say here? We've not figured out how he's going to get his pants on. Oh, I know. See, people don't think of any of that. But they don't even want to put his pants on. Well, I mean, with the boots. With the boots. But you also have no idea how far that is down there. You know, they all figured all out.